0: Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. And welcome everybody to another exciting edition of Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to listen to the show. I think I need to think of a new intro. I feel like I keep on saying that all the time. I feel like everyone could probably... Okay, hold on. Let me try this one. Hey, everyone. Corbin, welcome to Animals to the Max. How's it going, everybody? I don't know if that worked. Let me know what you guys think. Anyway, welcome, everybody, to the show. I'm so excited that you joined me today. On today's show, I had so much fun. Talking to today's guest on the show today. We have Colin from crosstown exotics It is a traveling reptile and bug show based in the chicagoland area and Colin is a professional animal handler He does a variety of different educational outreach shows He also does a lot of television projects TV commercials with his exotic reptiles and insects and amphibians And I'll tell you what, I, you know, I felt like as we were talking, I felt like this was like an Illinois version of me, Collins from Chicago. It was like, it was so weird. Like him and I are almost the exact same age. We started with reptiles at almost the exact same age. We have the same types of reptiles, monkey-tailed skinks. We talk a lot about Burmese pythons, alligators. He does educational shows. I do educational shows. He's done film projects. I do film projects. It was really really crazy. I was like looking at myself in the mirror. And you know, I just have to say, have you ever met someone for the first time? And after you just get to talk and you feel like, man, I feel like me and this person can be like best friends. That's like how I felt with this guy. I felt like, and I told Colin this, I felt like after talking with him that I had known this guy my whole entire life. And the interview goes a little over an hour because I, I I mean, the hour just went by so fast. We had such a good time talking and we share The most embarrassing stories that have ever happened to us. Ever while working with animals in front of a live audience, you guys, you have to stay tuned. It's near the end of the episodes, but please listen to the whole thing. But I'll tell you what, I can't believe I shared this story personally. I can't believe Colin shared this story. I was dying laughing. I was crying. I've done this show for over three years now, and over a hundred and twenty some episodes, and I've never laughed so hard in my life. I've never personally been more candid in my life, and I don't think either. Neither has a guest ever been so open about something so embarrassing that's happened to him. So. I know... You guys are absolutely going to love it. Before we get started, as always, make sure to check out our social channels on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Corbin Maxi. I also encourage you to check out Colin's page, Crosstown Exotics. He is available on all the major platforms as well, and I will include a link for Crosstown Exotics social channels in the episode notes. Definitely go give him a follow. Support him. He does some amazing work and he has some amazing animals, so definitely check him out also want to encourage you to continue to watch animal nights live my animal late night show we've had such a fun time filming this over the last you know a few months and for everyone tuning in i really appreciate it so please make sure to continue to watch animal nights live that is the weekly late night show i do and you can find out more information by heading on over to its instagram or facebook page at Animal Nights Live. All right, you guys, let's get to it. Please welcome to the show my buddy, my new best friend, Colin from Crosstown Exotics. We're joined with a really special guest. We have Colin from Crosstown Exotics in the Chicago area. How are you doing, man?
1: Hey, I'm doing good, Corbin. How about you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I have to say, you reached out because you were a fan of the podcast. And yeah. you said, hey, like, by the way, if you're ever looking for guest recommendations, I would potentially be a good guest. And then you sent me your credentials. And I thought, oh, my gosh, we have to get this guy on the show.
1: Cool. Awesome, man. I appreciate uh, I appreciate the consideration. And obviously, I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit. OK, I'm going to try to pronounce your last name. You ready for this? Yeah, I, yep, butch- I butcher everything. It kind of sounds like a German beer. We just tried this off air. But here we go. Sure. Colin um, Lagenderfer.
1: Sure. Let's go with that.
0: Wait, did I get it right? No. Latch and did... I didn't get it right.
1: Lang differ.
0: Oh my God. I'm so... okay. That's Lang all right. Langendiffer. Okay. My goodness. Okay. <laughs> Lang and Got it.
1: That's all right.
0: Okay. Crosstown exotics. Tell me a little bit about your wildlife education company.
1: Sure. Uh, so it's, uh, my best friend and I, Mike Levins. Um, we are a traveling reptile and bug show here in the Chicagoland area. We travel all throughout Chicagoland, educating audiences, Uh, with our crew of, uh, of scaly creatures, we've got everything from reptiles, bugs, and amphibians. Um, and we do 60 minute presentations for, uh, libraries, schools, birthday parties, events, and really any venue that will have us. Um, and more specifically, um, we uh, we do a little bit in film and production, which I think was kind of a, a cool little venue that we got We got started in uh, about five years ago, five, Wait. six years ago.
0: Yeah. And I think another reason why I thought you'd be a good guest, you have some great credentials, but we also run kind of separate organizations because here in Idaho, I, I, uh, you know, own a reptile outreach program mm-hmm. business. So we mm-hmm. do kind of the same, you know, the kind of same stuff around here locally with my rescued animals. And I thought we could relate because some of the animals. I mean, we have a lot of animals in you know, similar animals yeah. Burmese yeah, pythons, yeah.
1: <laughs> monkey tailed skinks, oh. alligators. Yeah,
0: yep, yep, you have two monkey tailed skinks, right?
1: Yeah, cucumber and Marty, which are actually both female. So, oh. yeah, we're looking, uh, possibly looking to pair those up. Um, because they actually do very, very well in, in groups, they love socializing. Um, They're a very social group of animals. So,
0: Oh, my God. I have to say I love that name. Cucumber. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did I you... can't take credit for that. The, the previous owner uh, had named her that. So, Wow. But yes, we, we love it.
0: And Marty, I like that too. My saw my yep. island tree skink. His name's Irwin after Steve Irwin. Yes.
1: Yep. Very cool. Your co-host on Animal Nights Live. Right? Yes,
0: Animal Nights Live. You're tuning into that. Mm-hmm. Dude, I right.
1: have
0: – okay, this is kind of off topic, but I've had to figure sure. out ways to – Support the animals during this time, and I'm sure are you doing the same? I kind of looked online You're doing the same virtual sure. birthday parties and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're doing virtual shows right now um, and uh, and honestly within the uh, Between the time that I had reached out to you and now um, I've actually come together with a bunch of uh, educators um, And we're, we're hosting a virtual um, a virtual event called CritterCon live um, and so at some point um, you know, maybe at the end here, I can plug that a bit, but, um, the virtual stuff has been huge for us. Um, I was talking to another individual about this the other day where the weekend, have you heard of the NARBC, um, event, the uh, North American reptile and breeding conference?
0: Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I have.
1: So there's one in Anaheim, California. There's uh-huh. one in, I believe it's, uh, San Antonio, Texas. And then there's a biannual show in Tinley Park, Illinois, which is literally the town right, right next to mine. And so that's a huge event for us, uh, or for just reptile people, uh, in general, um, or just animal enthusiasts alike. It is a very cool, very reputable, um, uh, breeders expo. And, uh, the weekend that that shut down, uh, was March 13th and 14th. And that Saturday, um, when that show got closed down, that was kind of a big indication for me that this is going, this is much bigger than we thought. Like if, if this show that makes tons of money, is now being shut down. And that was one of the first big things to be shut down. Um, this might change the way we live for quite some time. And so, um, that day I, I, I went out, I bought, um, a backdrop, I bought, you know, uh, lighting stands, things like that. And thankfully I did. And I had that foresight to do so, um, because we've been doing virtual shows, uh, every Sunday at 1 PM, uh, just out of my parents' garage. Um, uh, for the entirety of this, uh, this quarantine so far. So.
0: Wow. I congratulate you. Cause you said, so you said mid-March you started. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, cause I'm going to be on my fifth or I think my sixth show for animal nights live. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think a couple weeks ago I thought because it it, it honestly, it was really scary to, to, to think like what's going to happen because our shows, I mean, they're for crowds and for audiences and, I mean, what in the world? And that, I mean, I don't know right. about you. Do you have any other supplemental income or is it just from doing your appearances? Yeah.
1: So, so fortunately I do have a nine to five job. Uh, I work in the, the health and safety industry. Um, so we're, um, we're based in big industry. So I work at a steel mill um, and we do all of their, their uh, health and safety compliance out there.
0: Oh, thank God. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, yeah, it is, is it is nice to have some type of income. Um, though nowadays, if you talk to anyone on unemployment, apparently they're making more money than you. So, um, (laughs) so yeah, so I guess there's, there's, there's plus and minuses to all that too. But yeah, I'm very fortunate to have a job right now. Um, it just, you know, kind of stings that we're not able to, to do what we love and and be on the road with the animals.
0: Yeah, I have to say, but I think doing virtual stuff, I mean, for me, Animal Nights Live, it fills that void for me. I mean, when you do virtual shows, do you feel that? Do you feel like, okay, at least I'm still doing something?
1: Yeah, Yeah. um, Like I say, like, you know, obviously, you know, you've been doing this for your entire life. And um, I think, honestly, we lived the exact same life uh, just on different sides of the continent or on the different sides of the United States here. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But um, doing this for as long as we've been doing this and um, and as often as we've been doing this, when you stop, you you tend to lose it. And so uh, having these uh, this accountability of saying, hey, we're going to do this at least once a week keeps you fresh, it keeps your presentation keys sharp, um, and it still allows you to be relevant within your community, because again, a lot of these pe- places that hire us are, you know, you know, towns away, um, and we want them to be thinking of us, and obviously we're thinking of them as well um, in this time of need, so, you know, hopefully when things come back to normal, they'll say, hey, you know what, Crosstown Exotics really put on an amazing show, um, you know, let's, let's have them out so we could get a really cool interaction and hands-on experience with their creatures. So.
0: Wow, I like how you said that. It's almost like practice, or what did you say? Because it's true though. You have to.
1: It's it... repetitions. I I look yeah. at I look at public speaking like working out. Um, I don't know if you listen to any like comedians or anything like that, but like the you know Joe Rogan's or Tom Segura's or Burke yep. Richards. Yep. 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 And they talk about going to the comedy store is yep. is working. And so when they're not on the road, when they're not traveling to Chicago, New York, all these other places, mm-hmm. they go back to the comedy store in Chicago and or comedy store in, in L.A. Yep. And uh, they, they do repetitions. And it's for it's really not for much money at all. They just go there because they need to work out material. And I think this is great. And um, the live shows that we've been doing have, are actually on animals that we normally don't have a presentation for. So obviously you do your presentation. So you've got, you know, your, your berm, your sulcata, Irwin, stuff like that. So with these shows, we're actually only doing maybe one or two um, what we call um, like all-star species or whatever, the ones that normally go on the road with us, Mm -hmm. and we're incorporating the rest of our lineups with animals that we normally don't do presentations with. And that could be, too, for the fact that, one, they might be a little too small. If you're in a crowd of, you know, 100 or more, having a really small animal can really lose their attention, regardless of how awesome that animal is. So, um, you know, we tend not to use super, super small animals. Um, or it's animals that one don't do well in crowds, animals that might be a little bit nervous that don't like, you know, to be in front of people. Um, and then three, one thing that a lot of people don't think about with these animals is some of them don't travel well. Some of them just get really scared being in the car, being in a tub or an enclosure and traveling from place to place, but they're fine once they get out. So, um, you know, a lot of those animals, we, we know their personalities, we know, we know a lot about them. So, we tried to uh, to accommodate for them. So now that we're doing these live streams, we're able to show our entire collection, um, regardless of you know uh, their their uh, in audience factors. And uh, and people are getting a much better uh, variety in, their, in what they're learning about with us. So.
0: Oh, man, you sound just like me. This is kind of scary to me. This is like me with a beard, like living in Chicago. I kind <laughs> no, of have a Chicago accent, right? Not really. My yeah, wife's I, would,
1: I would say a little bit. Chicago. I'd say so.
0: Well, my wife's from Michigan, so she's always like at, you know, pop. You know what I mean? She draws sure, up those sure. days. Okay, this is so off topic. Have you had Luminati's Pizza?
1: Yes, but don't ask me about Lou Melinati's. You don't. Like I'm not. It? I'm not the greatest. I'm not the greatest fan. No. Oh
0: God! What about Gino's East?
1: <sighs> oh, don't even get me on Geno's East. Is
0: it bad yeah. or good?
1: You don't I feel like, like it? I oh, feel like you're
0: killing me, Colin,
1: so Corbin. You're me. Corbin, Corbin what's, up? what's up? I feel like I feel like Lou Melinati. So I and this is will bite into by some Lou Malinati's. This, is, this pizza. is pizza. This well, <laughs> this some pe- an some people call it lasagna because yeah. of how thick it is. But yeah, yeah. Um, so Lou Melanatis I will, I will eat Lou Melanatis. It's got to have uh, sausage, spinach, onion on there and stuff. But, yep. um, I feel like Gino's East and Lou Melonati's is the, like the tourist, like, Oh, have you been to Portillo's like that type of thing? So oh. that's, those are the biggest brands that you're going to go eat. So, um, for me, it's, you know, and even though Giordano's is another big one, it's, you know, uh, we've got beggars, we've got so many other great, you know, pizzas out there that,
0: yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, what about, my friend told me, she said, and they're never open, but the oven grinders, Pete's Chicago oven uh, grinders. Oh,
1: you know what? And you know what? Because they're so popular, I've never been able to get in. So wow. you can ask my girlfriend. We've tried for, I think we've been dating for uh, for almost four years now, and we have never been able to get in, mainly because we're just too lazy to get a reservation.
0: But. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I know this is Animal Podcast. Just curious on your yeah. thoughts about pizza. I'm, I'm sure. a pizza pizza connoisseur.
1: So I love pizza.
0: Well, So, you know, my friends are from Chicago and I told them about our pizza here and they literally Mm -hmm. like froze in their tracks because a big thing here. I wonder if you're going to think this is weird. We Mm -hmm. have take and bake pizza. That's like our big chain here.
1: Yeah. I mean, so it's what pre-made pizzas you just make in the oven.
0: Yeah, but they cost just just as much, if not more.
1: Oh wow! I Weird. know,
0: and and they were like, and I I, I won't say the actual brand's name because I I really like them, but they were like, sure. yeah, we used to have one. My Chicago friends like, yeah, we used to have one down the street, and then it went out of business. And I'm like, okay, yeah, oh, totally makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah. Pizzas. Uh, and have, but have you had New York pizza? Do you like New York pizza?
0: Oh god. Oh yes, but I like. Okay, I New York. With, you like New York better?
1: I, no, no, no. I love I love aspects of both. Um, I'm not. Too. I will always say Chicago's better. Yeah um, but I will say I will I will eat New York pizza any day of the week. I so, might be the only Chicagoan that will say that but
0: Wow. See if you follow me on so so when I go back to New York well I used to go back all the time now that's all, that's all put on hold. Right. But right. I literally, I, I do the today show. I like say goodbye to everyone. And I literally go on a pizza tour and I'm started doing it oh, on my so IG awesome. stories. Dude, I go all around the city and I'm, thank God I didn't get the coronavirus. I was just there in February, mid February. Wow. I was going all over the city. I mean, I was going wow. like, anyway, so up and down the subways going for the, for the pizza, but yeah, New York pizza is yeah. good.
1: Yeah. I've always thought, and I haven't looked into it. Um, but I always thought that a a pizza crawl would be something that would be super marketable in Chicago or New York or something like that. Oh so,
0: God, yeah! Oh,
1: that's I know. a good idea. So, what about right, up, so if What
0: about pizza and ranch? Are you into that?
1: There is a ranch account. There's a, a people in Chicago uh, that that rate ranch, oh and God. I've been following them like crazy. Um, and they, so I'm a big not. What's the Hidden Valley? What's the is it Lighthouse Ranch? Oh, I don't like it's, Lighthouse. Uh, oh, you know, Bol- you no, don't no, like no.
0: Wishbone. Wishbone.
1: Is it Wishbone? Yeah, I don't like Wishbone. Me neither. I think it's this Lighthouse Ranch, but I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you uh, okay. uh, uh, after the show. That uh. The account is, is so awesome. Um, and they go through and they go through all of like the fast food, um, all the fast food chains, like actual ranch that they, that they provide. They go through every <laughs> aspect of ranch that you can think of. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these people know me. So oh, I, I love their account. So oh, okay, I know I, uh, I think Barstool Chicago highlighted them a few times. They, they're absolutely phenomenal.
0: Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. OK, and, and folks, the listeners, I promise we're going to get back to animals. One sure, thing yes. I want to say, though, since my wife's from Michigan, I the best pizza I've ever had is Michigan pizza. The De- Detroit style okay. deep dish. It's phenomenal. Jets pizza. If you ever go, it's really, really Jets good. pizza. Jets. Super good. Like
1: the, the brand.
0: Yes. Do you have it there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have Jets Pizza here. is that, here. Not, yeah. Is that yeah.
0: Is that not the best? I mean, I love Jets. Is Jets. Good. Jets is good for the price. Jets, Jets is, is good. solid
1: pizza. Jets, Jets was so food. good.
0: We had that for our, I think our reception meal at our wedding. That's how good. Wait, no, the oh, rehearsal dinner. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, okay. And tubs of ranch. Okay. I was going to
1: say you could have had that for for a late night snack after, and that would have been just perfect.
0: Perfect. So. We don't have pizza like that out here in Idaho. So okay, back on to you. So, okay. So go ahead. So
1: Corbin, <laughs> yes. I, I will drop another another crazy um, uh, connection to us. So okay. Um, as I was kind of doing some research on yourself too, because you know, just watching um, you know your your live streams and mm-hmm. um, seeing some of your videos and things, I noticed that there was you had started something called or presentations called Reptile Rampage. Yes. At, okay. So the first company i would ever worked for was a company called Reptile Rampage here in Chicago. Really? And that's where I got my start. Um, so my or uh, I guess I'll kind of get into my origins in that sense. Where um, so uh, growing up here in Chicago, there's a place called Chicago Reptile House, a very infamous. Um, oh. People in the reptile hobby will recognize uh, the name uh, Brian Potter okay. because Brian Potter is the one that that puts on um, the NARBC, very big, mm-hmm. reputable show. And uh, so Brian has a shop in the town next to mine in Orland Park, even though it's Chicago Reptile House, it's still uh, in the south suburbs here. And uh, there's a gentleman there that was teaching these classes. And so basically what we would do is we'd go on these field trips and uh, we'd go out to like Southern Illinois and just go herping. And I'd never knew what herping was at the age of like nine. Um, I'd never knew what that stuff was. So he'd take us out. We'd catch bull snakes. We'd catch, you know, uh, legless lizards, things like that out there in Central or in, uh, in Central Illinois. And uh, eventually I started um, helping this guy out. He did educational programs. He had a very cool collection of creatures. Um, you know things from you know again kind of like big anacondas and alligators and gila monsters and stuff like that um, and so at, at such a young age one I can't believe the guy actually let me help him clean and and maintain the animals but when I was old enough I actually got to work with this guy and, and do shows on my own um, and uh you know obviously you doing this as young as you did too public speaking the early on or earlier on is is huge because once you do it i think it's what your freshman or sophomore year of college there's like that that uh you have you have speech or something right it's like one of the class first classes you have to take yeah mine was year. so easy yep,
0: yeah yeah and
1: uh mine was so easy because i'm like hey can i bring my alligator in too oh, like it's good can we can <gasps> we have props oh so, did
0: they let you i used to do that too it would give you the so, easiest a the easiest a in the world just tip guys bring in your pet lizard or bring snake. in
1: your pet but after that my college put in a rule do not bring in your alligator so oh um, why
0: did anything happen yeah or just Uh, no gosh no okay just no it
1: was just more of the fact that it was like hey like you i said can i bring in a prop and they're like yeah sure because when we're on film departments we're technically part of the props department we're just live animal props like we're oh yeah, yeah um and so i go can i bring in a prop and they're like uh yeah sure so i came in with this tub and they thought it was my prop and then i took it out and they're like You have an alligator. And I go, (laughs) yep, I have an alligator. Here's my thing. And so I got an A. um, But, yeah, they were definitely like, listen, like, maybe just ask us next time. So, but... That's yeah.
0: funny. I just snuck my mm-hmm. snake in freshman year at Boise yep. State. I didn't <laughs> right. ask them. I, that's like opening up right. a can of worms. Like, hey, can I bring right. a four and a half foot python into right. the school? Oh God! No. Right. I I just snuck. I put it in my. But then I had a class before that. This is so funny. So I like, you know, kept it in my sweatshirt pocket. No one even knew a mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? You're right. And I'm just right. like, oh, these people would freak out if they knew what yeah. was in my sweatshirt. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. I used to do that with uh, in high school. I used to keep my blue tongue skink in my hoodie pocket. Oh, man this is crazy. yeah he just sit there
0: how old are you can i
1: ask i'm um, 29 29 years old
0: this is weird i'm 30 okay and you've this is crazy and then you started when yeah. you were nine or
1: uh yeah so honestly i even started uh, officially yeah we'll say like nine or ten years old um but my mom was a preschool teacher okay. and they they knew that i was super into this stuff it was just the local you know uh town uh, preschool mm-hmm. and they knew that i was super into this stuff so um My mom would always allow me once a year, she'd let me take off the day of school and I would come in with like, you know, like, you know, all my pets with, which is like, you know, three or four animals. Yeah. And I would do little reptile shows for my mom's uh, preschool class. So she knew early on that, like, this was something I was going to do because it was obviously something I was good at. And and uh, I just had kind of a, a knack for it at an early age. So.
0: Now, did you, is this so growing up, this is what you wanted to do to start your own company or did you have bigger aspirations to have your own TV show like Steve Irwin or was it always having something like Crosstown Exotics?
1: Um, I don't know if I even thought that far ahead when I was that young. Yeah. Um, I always thought it would be cool because it was always something, you know, growing up, you know, go to Brookfield Zoo, go to Lincoln Park oh, Zoo. You know, yeah. I loved going to the zoo. I loved seeing the animals. Uh-huh. Um, and the one big thing that kind of drew me in the most was, um, was, uh, seeing animals in like movies and television. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, I think a lot of animal people can, can really, uh, relate when it's, you know, now in the day, which is kind of sad that we didn't grow up in the age of like the internet, um, that you could just Google, you know, these you know really cool people like Jay Brewer and all these, you know, reptile oh, enthusiasts, yeah. um, and see, uh, you know, and see their cool collections, you had to look in books in the library. You had to watch movies and things. So when I was growing up seeing movies like, uh, the Lemony Snicket's uh, series of unfortunate events, Mm -hmm. which actually came out, I think more when I was like maybe 13 or 14, but, um, seeing things like uh, Indiana Jones and, and, uh, and so animal things like that, where you'd see animals incorporated Mm -hmm. into the, the fun intellectual properties that you loved, really triggered, you know, like, Oh, what is that? What is it? You know? And, Mm -hmm. and, and looking into it, um, I think it was when um, snakes on a plane came out it was when I truly <laughs> no, for real was when I yep. and I think I was maybe 14 or 15. Um, and that's when I really thought like, man, what, how, how did they get all those animals there? And in reptiles magazine, are you a subscriber or worse? Uh, I was a subscriber and I
0: loved that. I know what you're talking about. They had a yep. whole issue on that. Oh, keep yes. oh, it. Yeah. They that. had a whole yep.
1: issue on it with, with Jules Sylvester, Jules Sylvester, and Jules, that's Sylvester. His name.
0: Jules, I need to get and him on was, the show
1: you absolutely do oh my god if i can like just sit in on that on that skype conversation just to to hear you guys because i would love to talk to that. that'd be great Um,
0: i'm gonna put that on the list because jules please jules and i used to both do the tonight show with jay leno but he obviously was the older reptile guy sure i need to get Jules on okay thank you dude that would be so
1: awesome um but anyway seeing um you know that reading an article with jules and then um, I saw something like on Inside Edition or something that they did a kind of an expose on the whole thing. And I think Samuel L. Jackson, which I know you've worked with before, um, has um, there is a rumor going around that he was scared of snakes or there's yes. something in his contract that he, that he wouldn't work with snakes. Um, and obviously he didn't ma- he didn't mind your uh, your Python wrapping around his foot in that one interview. No. But um, I think it was kind of chalked up a little bit when it came to him doing it. And I think he did come up later and say, I'm OK with snakes. It's just, there was just so many of them around. I just, so, um, but just seeing all that, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like, there's a guy that provides animals for these, these movies, these televisions. So I think that's where it kind of sparked. And, uh, and the other thing that really got me into this film and production aspect of it was um, a friend of ours runs a, out of all things, a haunted house here in Chicagoland. And uh, it's not like a you know uh, a Lions Club or like a, a charity haunt. This is a like a Universal Studios style uh, Knott's Berry Farm. I don't know if you're familiar with that um, oh, yeah. being out in California, in the Western okay It's that type of intera- or thing, and they wanted to do a a promotion. It was about phobias or phobias, but it was like kind of like that cheesy, you know, nineteen sixties like um, you know intro, like this is a spider, this is a snake, this is you know, and so um, and uh, and so we you know we provided a snake and a, and a tarantula you... for that. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Can you do that voice one more time? That is cracking me up. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure, Carmen. Uh Spider, snakes,
0: <laughs>
1: claustrophobia. Okay, go ahead. And so um, there's this, just there's just this really cool. They they just created this really funny, um, you know, uh, uh, preview for their haunted house for that year. And so the gentleman goes, hey, you know, you could do this full time. You know, this is something that people will pay you to do. Um, and I'm forever thankful for that because I immediately went online. I looked up some of the local um, Chicago uh, animal handlers uh, and just kind of sent out my resume and said, hey, um, I've got some reptiles. If you're ever in need of any, you know, scaly creatures for your, for your stuff, let me know. I did not get an email back for four years. Oh, um, and I, but in the meantime, we were working back on, um, I had stopped doing presentations when I was in college, um, for a few years. And then by when I was 22, we started back up. Wow. And so, um, um, and so when I started back up, um, I got an email in 20, 2015, Yeah. 2015, late 2015. And the gentleman said, Hey, you know, we're going to be needing a tortoise. This is for an NBC show. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is great. This is so awesome. So, you know uh, it's really funny as directors are so specific and I don't know how they, how they go through the lineup process um, for what animals that they're choosing to have you guys uh, uh, present on your shows. And that actually would be kind of cool to talk about here in a second, but um, you know, the director wants, you know, multiple animals so again I, I know you've got multiple sulcatas i've got four sulcatas and i've had you know i, I lined them all up on the lawn took photos of them they wanted actual lengths and this and that whatever and um i still have like the the, the glamour shots of these animals and they're like all right we want that one and then we want this one it's like a a stunt tortoise and i'm like okay which is really just a body double
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> which is crazy and so yeah so uh that fall we had the animals we were filming for two weeks on the show of uh, uh chicago fire yep, and yep. that that pretty much, you know, um, took us to where we are, and we've been on, man, anywhere between three to four dozen uh, different productions uh, since then. And, it, and it's been, it's been amazing. It's yeah, been so much fun.
0: You've had a lot. I'm gonna name off a few for the listeners. So you've done, sure. you've done Empire, Chicago Fire, uh, Carbonero Effect, The Exorcist, my mom's favorite, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chicago Med, Sense Eight, in the movie Captive State.
1: Uh-huh. yeah wow among with, the many uh, others john goodman yeah
0: john goodman oh man what a yeah. legend what a legend yeah it was
1: yeah he was a very very nice man to work with um unfortunately the movie did not do so good so
0: that's okay at least you got yeah. to meet john goodman that guy's awesome john
1: goodman and uh machine the infamous machine gun kelly
0: oh so. wow isn't he's a rapper right
1: Correct. Yeah. I didn't okay. know that.
0: Sorry. I didn't. I'm like, <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I didn't know that. So they're like, Hey, that's machine gun Kelly. And I go, mm-hmm.
0: Oh my God. That's so funny." Yeah. That happens so. to me all the time. And
1: you can't know there's so many people, everyone's famous these days. So it's Ev- so, hard. I mean, everyone's right.
0: famous and I, right. my wife will do it to me because when I do these shows, you never know who is right. like, wanting to see the animals and I treat everyone right. the same. So I'm just like, Oh, right. you know what I mean? Like I talk just, I've just I don't have any special treatment for a big celebrity, sure. but that's happened so many times with like either famous rappers. But now I know how to point them out. Now I know, like, sure, OK, if they sure, have the groupies, sure. if they smell a like bit a bit of
1: entourage, right?
0: Yep, But they smell like a skunk. Glasses. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and know what's funny is I met Machine Gun Kelly on 420. So yes, there was. Yes, it was awesome. That's so.
0: They actually. This is so funny. So I did a TV show in New York called Wonderama, and I Mm -hmm. brought on a tamandua, which is like a. It's um. It's it's a it's it's an anteater for those of you who are unaware. Yeah, and it smells. It smells like marijuana to to the max. Its name should be like marijuana to the max. I mean, that sounds awful. I might have to take this out.
1: The puns are amazing.
0: Thank you. Well, listen, it was so bad. It was their last day of filming, and everyone got mad because everyone thought everyone was smoking pot, and everyone in the makeup rooms, like, who's smoking pot not inviting me? Like this and that. And I kept on trying to tell them, like, you guys – it's Gus, the Tam and Dua, And right. we actually right. had like the director come down and say, Hey, you guys, you can't be smoking pot in here until this kid show is done. It's like, no, <laughs> this is not, no, this is, this is, this That's is Gus. Awesome. And he, yeah. And then they thought it was the band and oh my, okay. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also good too, that you treat everyone the same. That's something that, um, that was fairly easy for, for me to do, but they will tell you, you know, say, Hey, like, you know, you will be seeing so-and-so or you'll be around this person. Like, again, just treat them. Again, you're, you're working and they're working. So always treat them as, as a co-worker um, and never really try not to um, gawk over them too much. Because, again, they are working. Um, and that's that's just one thing I've always been told when I'm productions. So
0: Yeah, and I think if you treat them the same, I remember, um, do you know who Mark Harmon is? He's the guy, Mark on. Herman. he's the NCSI guy on CBS. Okay.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Super nice dude. But when I went to go meet him, I was behind the scenes in the tonight show. I was like, I started with his, sure. his, his security guy. I was like, hi, nice to meet you. Court. And then I started with his assistant. Sure. Nice to meet you. And then I got to sure, Mark sure, and sure. he was like, so taken aback by like, Oh, like, this is cool. Like this kid's not just like, sure. he was, right. he actually, I think he liked me a little more after that. Cause I just treated him sure. like the same as his assistant or you know what Correct. I mean? Yep right 100 yeah. okay so what is it like working with and you've also done commercials including goose island mike's sure. hard lemonade california almonds what is it like working with an animal on set is it frustrating
1: no so the best thing about reptiles and film and production is that there's really no special training required so yeah. i guess i'm consider i am considered an animal handler i'm an animal trainer but um we there's really not much training required with these animals because reptiles um, reptiles, bugs, amphibians, the animals that we normally, uh, deal with are animals that they just want it doing what they would normally do. Um, sit now there. the tricky part though, <laughs> hand, right. So exactly <laughs> sit there or, you know, stick their tongue out or, or something. So a lot, of, a lot of the times those animals are just being shot for B roll. Um, now specifically we did a, a Mike's hard lemonade commercial where, um, where the tortoises were eating their, It was for their new watermelon flavored Mike's hard lemonade. Oh yeah. Um, so drink responsibly. Yeah. My mother um,
0: loves those. She'll slam yeah. back a case.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so these tortoises were supposed to be fed. Um, uh, so there's two slices of watermelon on, on the, the set and they're supposed to be eating them in front of the new watermelon flavor. And the night before or the day before I did not feed them at all. Yeah. And so I still live at my parents' house, um, high taxes here in Chicago. And, uh, the my, my mom is always giving them scraps of you know of this or that or whatever and it was right in between spring and summer and so my mom goes oh we just had some watermelon i'm gonna give them the rinds and oh. and so they had eaten and they were full
0: oh no and so
1: when we go on the set the next day I'm like man these things are not eating and my mom's texts me like hey how's everything going and I go <laughs> they're not hungry she's like oh they shouldn't be I <laughs> I I fed them last night and I go oh no I'm like oh no I'm like, oh, so thankfully, right at the end, they got a little bit of an appetite um, and they started munching into it and they were able to get the shots that they needed to. So. Oh, that's funny. Um, but it was just so it was just so funny, um, just the, the different interactions you'll have on, on some of these sets. So,
0: Oh, that's so funny. What a funny story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you what, when an animal can eat in front of a live audience or a crowd oh my gosh. on TV, it's, it's money. Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: and they love it. Yeah, they love seeing that
0: yeah they love it i'll tell you you're lucky that you're still just with the reptiles amphibians and bugs i've with my career i guess working on tv um as you know a lot of people you know who like watch these tv shows they like the cute and the furry and the feathered type so i've had to expand and my goodness that's a whole different ball game i mean
1: oh my gosh
0: yeah i would yeah i reptiles are my favorite go-to's go ahead
1: yeah. Uh, are you guys, so when you're on set for stuff like that, do you have to um, comply with any like American Humane Society or Amer- American Humane Association guidelines and regulations for uh, like live TV?
0: Dude, if I had, hold on, can I show you my folder? <laughs> yes, yes. Dude, I, I I'll, have, I'll show you mine. Hold on. I have folder after folder after Dude. folder after folder of, and look at though, Oh, hold on. I bet my uh, my folders right. are probably cooler than yours. Look at these.
1: I was going to say, no, mine's Mine's all pretty pretty scattered, but yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, torn up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. King Cobra. Looks no, like mine's,
1: mine's my expandable folder here. So.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So the answer is yes. Yeah. We deal with a bunch of permits. Right. Right. Perfect. Yeah, we deal with a bunch of stuff. Um, and that's kind of the most – it's interesting because a lot of people – They think it's like super simple or they'll see us on the today show and they don't realize that sometimes, yeah, sometimes months goes into this and the animals care, you know, their comfort and care is the number one concern. So, yes, we deal with a lot of that stuff on set. Um, To ask your question, though, regarding the types Mm -hmm. of animals I work with, I am – Sure. So incredibly grateful because I'm able to put together a list of animal ambassadors I have available. If you know I'm working with a mm-hmm. particular zoo and I present that to the show, and then they narrow it down, and then I um, go from there. So that's typically how that's we do it. That's pretty cool. And it's really that's really awesome.
1: cool. Yeah. Yeah. It you almost become you almost become an animal coordinator in that aspect too because you mm-hmm. know so many different people. And at that point, it's like, hey, you know, we want to do a. Uh, what is it a, a Tamarack or you know what what any any little any little random thing where you're like oh um okay cool no of course you could probably or a t- is it tenarak? Tenerak um, which are those tenric. little yeah tenric.
0: Tenric. I was like Tamarack right. I was like we a t- have a tam-. I was like wait wait a Tamarack hold on we have a ski resort called I think tamarack. tamarack is
1: I was gonna think Tamarack I think is something you put on your feet for athletes but <laughs> um, <laughs> but okay. still ten- uh, there rack. are animals yeah. that look yeah animals that look very similar to one another so um you know sometimes like uh for uh, for that captive state movie they wanted uh they wanted uh stick bugs okay now i don't know if you can pull out any stick bugs in your in your lineup of people that you know but in uh i think it was january of of that year but they were like we need stick bugs and that's not really a thing anyone that even propagates uh stick bugs for um you know biological institutions and things like that don't even do so until i mean the eggs don't even hatch until late april may so we had to you know persuade them hey like maybe let's go with some mantis because mantis you could feed and they can get you know to a a showable size by that point and things like that so i don't have you ever, ever had to do any persuading and like listen we we don't have that but we can get you this like has there been you know any situations where you've had to go through something like that
0: yes, but it never usually works out in my favor. No. Oh gosh. Well, which is fine though. I, yes, I, yes, they, the hardest. Yes, absolutely. But I, that's, they love options. Yeah. So I do options. Yeah. Now I'm telling all my secrets. Um, so I do. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, no, it's fine. I mean, it's not a secret, you guys. It just, it takes a lot of searching, but I go back, I go back to, and I just, yeah, I literally look at all my options and, but I usually try to comply with what they're looking for um, Correct, to try to right. get booked again. But yeah, I've been on man hunts. The hardest segment I ever did on the Today Show was for Wow Me Week, and you had to be like, "Wow!" Wow! <laughs> right! 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 Shocked by every animal. So super easy. We did a legless lizard. Super easy, right? Cool. We yeah. had an uh, an albino skunk named Betty White oh cool. Love it. Cl- love it. Right. We had, we had some black th- uh, throated magpie jays, the birds, and they sure. built a nest on TV. Like they flew sticks to a nest and built it. Holy crap. But they were like, ah, oh, we still need something else. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I-, I know. Right. I know. And I'm not, and by the way, for those of you listening, I'm not complaining. I actually love it. It's almost like this, like i get this it's like a love date relationship yes and i was like they need something else so i found a deep sea isopod have you ever heard of these they look like a giant no. they're they've been yes. around yeah. for over 500 million years i think they look like a giant roly-poly bug they're like the size of a water or maybe like a of like a cantaloupe and they like have these yeah. fleshy jaws and their legs are moving around and like it, wow Anyway, so I found one of those and I sent it to the producers. I was like, Here, here's a picture. And they're like, book it. So anyway, wow. that was my most difficult because it was like, who has what? But yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. But yes. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Have you ever been though? I've had this and this hasn't been on the Today Show, but I've been on other <laughs> sets where – a lot of the directors, maybe they're not animal people and they Mm -hmm. look at the animals as props and they're like, yeah, so can we get that sloth to like, I don't know, go from point A to B and then can it eat a leaf on cue? Like, have you dealt with
1: that? Right. Yeah. And at that point too, um, honestly, a lot of people here in Chicago, um, we have had some um, like producers and directors from like California for like comedy central shows and this and that. Um, It's, it's very easy to get, them on your side obviously with your approach um and just saying hey you know again this is an animal this is not an actor so again we do have to you know respect that this animal just if it doesn't want to do something it doesn't want to do it but we can get close to whatever you know you're you're looking at Mm -hmm. um so again i i am never one to push boundaries with the animals the animals let us know what they want to do um and so i have never had a bad experience in that aspect Um, I feel like the people that I've worked with um, have always been very um, accommodating and whatever they can get is what we'll get. So, um, but anytime I do get a little bit of pushback, that's also where your, your, um, uh, your American Humane Association kind of helps you out a little bit because they're like, listen, this is, these are the guidelines here. um, And, uh, and this is really, you know, what's what's ethical to do. And I'm not, not saying that things aren't ethical, but sometimes like say if uh, an iguana, we'll say uh, an iguana is being a little too, you know, walk They're like, Hey, like, is there any way we could like cool it down or something? That was like an old school way yeah, of getting animals to, to put to, them in the fridge or get it, Yeah. Or, yeah. Put them in the fridge or just kind of chill them out for a minute. Like put them in the AC and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and that was an old school way of, of, of getting, you know, reptiles and things that weren't necessarily handleable to be tolerable on set. Um, and so, um, you know, I've been, uh, I've been, uh, you know, asked to do stuff like that before and I go, no, 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 listen, this animal is a little anxious out of the box. He just needs to kind of walk it out a second. He'll be fine. Um, and then obviously me knowing my animals, they're fine like that. So, yeah. um, but you know, it's, I have come up to that stuff and again, it's, it's, um, holding your ground and just. Staying true to who you are is probably the best way to go about that. I'm not sure if that's the answer you were looking for, but
0: oh, that was great! And here's the deal: for those of you listening, if you want to pursue a career, you know, doing what we do, or if you already have a, a business doing this, if something goes wrong, that falls back on you. So it's sure. not it's not going to fall back on that director or producer who said. Try to get it to do that. It's going to look bad on you. You could get hurt. Someone else could get hurt 100%. Sure. And um, yeah, I agree that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I really like that answer. So uh, let's go back. Let's go back to some of the naysayers because we do live in a day and age where there are a lot of people who believe, you know, taking these animals to large crowds is unethical. People who think, oh, you're abusing the animals. What are your thoughts to those people? Or what are you... What do you say? Because, I mean, that's happened to me. Obviously, when I go on TV, there's always someone who's like, oh, the animals need to be free and this and that and the wild and this and that. It's like, well, the wild really doesn't exist. And, oh, they're, you know, and this is an orphan, blah, 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 blah. But what do you you say to that?
1: So... And, and that obviously that's a topic that I think every single animal handler uh, deals with or even just even um, you know, you're right. A- all animal educators deal with that in zoos uh, in particular. Oh, yeah. And even, you know, even zoos, uh, for example, um, is, or uh, Burfield Zoo uh, in Chicago no longer has elephants because oh, there is yeah. an incident. there was an incident where their elephant um, had stumbled into its ravine area, uh, its, its little moat um, and had perished uh, due to oh. due to the injuries. Oh. and PETA around here. Can we say PETA on oh, this podcast? Heck yeah, Is we can say, say? PETA. Okay, yeah, what's cool. wrong with
0: that? <laughs> no,
1: I, dude, there are some animals. Dude, do not call them. Yeah, gonna I was going to out... say, if you if yeah, if yeah you say their name three times, they will pop out of wherever they're at. Dude, so, now I'm like looking um, around my
0: office like, oh my God. Okay, shh, yeah. shh,
1: just don't, just okay, don't say the P word. Do okay, just don't do say it. the P word. Okay. Um, you know, but again, I, those people have great intentions, um, except they can be a bit radical at times. Regardless, um, PETA had you know basically boycotted and to the fact to the point where B- Brookfield's like, you know what, it's not even worth us having elephants anymore on our display, which I think was was a huge detriment to uh Sh- Chicagoland because um these animals are are a staple in conservation right now. I mean, these animals need our help more than ever, along with rhinos and obviously dozens of others, hundreds of other species. I think having those animals and animals like what we have, like the monkey-tailed skinks. Trying to think of anything else that I have that's, um, you know, the Phil- I've got a Philippine sailfin. I've got Cayman Island, I've got Dominican uh, uh, or Caribbean li- or, uh, iguanas, like the, yeah. the rhino iguana, the Cayman Island iguanas, things like that. Those animals need more attention than others. Um, and it's great that, you know, there are individuals like you and I that go out into the public, um, obviously with our animals and, and other exhibitors' animals, and educate people because if they're not getting this one-on-one experience, if they're not seeing this stuff up close – Really, they go they go kind of a blind eye to these creatures. These animals, um, you know, being in, in these type of situations deserve this exposure because if we can't do, if we can't get them to a the larger population, people aren't going to even know they exist. Um, and so when it comes to that ethical part of it, we know our animals. And like I was touching on with this, you know, has, you know, uh, a director asked you to do anything you know that you couldn't get the animal to do or whatnot. Say we have a lineup of animals and one of my, you know, our, our big snake is in shed. That animal does not go to that show that day. Yeah. Um, I won't put my animals in a situation that would make them irritated or uh, flustered. The animal just won't go. And that's why we have multiples. Um, you know, we try to have our animals, um, in a rotation. So if one animal's eating, it doesn't go, we don't feed like a big snake. Um, you could, you arguably people could bring a snake to a show that has eaten a meal. Dude, now, I've had, not, I've had
0: one regurgitate on me in my early days. The most yeah. disgusting thing yeah. ever. Ugh, that, oh my God.
1: Ugh. But I think, I think, and and believe me, you don't want that type of, you know, Uh, you don't want that type of attention because it's like, man, that thing threw up right on stage at like a kid's birthday party or Or, or whatever.
0: The smell is just atrocious. mm, I mean, it's it's, awful. Right. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry for interrupting.
1: Um, No, no worries. But, um, but at the same time, you know your animals and I think it's up to the individuals to present them in a respectful manner um, and as, as professionally as possible because Without taking yourself seriously, I know a lot of people look at uh, educators that do birthday parties as like dog and pony shows or clown shows, but um, I think that really those are the forefront. Um, Those people are on the forefront right now. If you can present yourself in a manner where you're not showboaty, you're not... um, you know, acting like a clown, even though sometimes you can't feel like <laughs> one because parents will just drop you. They will drop you in front of their kids and expect you to babysit them for 60 minutes. I stopped. dude. Um,
0: I, I stopped. I, I had to stop. I haven't done a birthday party in, yeah. in years. I I I, 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 I had to stop, dude. I literally had, to, I felt like Bozo the clown.
1: I mean, if there I, wasn't, yeah, if there wasn't such a demand for him here, I, I would, uh, I'd probably stop, but it's, uh, you know, though the bad shows, um, you know, certainly get outweighed by the, by the amazing shows. Man. There agree. are such, so many awesome families out here that like, it stinks. It always happens where they're the second to last show of the day where it's a family that's like, Hey, like hang out. Like we really, like the kids are amazing. The family's asking such amazing, uh, and they are such amazing questions and are very, being very interactive. And they're always at second to last show where I've got to go to one more show after that. And I can't stay and hang out. Cause I'll stay and hang out. Like if you, if, yeah. if it's my last show, I don't mind staying and hanging out for a little bit. Yeah, my girlfriend or my parents will be upset like, hey, we, were, we had dinner plans or whatever. But yeah. you know, I'll, I'll hang out with the family afterwards if they really want to you know, see the animals a little bit longer. And it's my last show of the day. But at the same time, back to what I was saying, being, being uh, uh, a respectful, being a, uh, a professional in what you do will then give respect to um, your craft and so i think by by the way of presentation will also give validity to what you're doing if that makes any sense yeah um, and so that even goes down to like you know mike and i there there are some people that you know wear t-shirts or and wear like you know gym shorts or whatever to to shows mike and i always wear a polo khaki shorts oh, good. and and boots you know it's we're always you know, and again, not to do like the whole khaki on khaki zookeeper, you know, San Diego (laughs) zookeeper thing.
0: Um,
1: you know, but we, we try to keep it like, we try to keep it like a business casual type attire, something that one, we're not going to sweat out of and and die of dehydration, but one that one gives us that professional manner. Um, and, uh, and, you know, makes us, you know, I think the, the way you dress is the way that, uh, You know, you dress to impress at that point. Dude,
0: just wait till your girlfriend starts dressing you. My wife has me in ties and not for like local shows, but for media stuff. I like – Oh, yeah, watches, ties, right. watch my next Today show appearance. You'll see me in some ridiculous shirt that looks from H&M or something weird with like a little tie or anyway, trying to be That's more. Hilarious. Yeah. I, I've, yeah. Yeah. The, the uniform thing. I've been through a lot of those safari. At one point I looked like I uh, worked at Best Buy with the blue shirt and the tan pants. That's hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. That was, that was super fun. So what has been your most, I mean, do you have a most memorable ex- like show you've ever done? That's, like, probably pretty hard to ask you, but is there one?
1: Man. Um, hmm. (laughs) Memorable, memorable. I will say there's been shows where uh, you start off with a certain number of people, and then you end up with much more than you anticipated. Oh, that's cool. Um, And this is actually right when, so, uh, in Illinois, alligators are not legal to own. And so this was, um... About a month after we got our permit, and this is the first show that we brought Chubbs, our American yeah, alligator, to. I love to, that name, okay? dude. And um, this is one. Um, this is a show in kind of I don't want to say a rural community, but it's on the the like the country south side of of Chicago. Like, so um, I pull up to this this facility uh, or this library, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, we're expecting maybe you know a hundred or hundred fifty people, which is standard, I think, anywhere between like." a hundred and 300 people is probably standard mm. for, for a public event. And so, you know, we're doing the show and I just start to notice that this library is just getting more, more people. And I'm like, man, this is odd. Like,
0: yeah. and
1: so I keep on doing the show and um, you know, fortunately I had a mic, so I was able to kind of you oh, know, project my voice that way. But um, at the end of it, man, I just could not move. I could not move in this place. And it, I didn't think there was a square inch of this place that was, that had been uh, that had been filled with people. And so at the end, you know, you get a lot of people come up, and say, hey, thanks for coming out. And um, instead of doing like the whole lineup uh, of children, I don't know if that's some, a staple uh, in, in Idaho, but at the end of those parties, everyone kind of lines up with the snake and you have people take their photo. Uh-huh. Well, I know I don't know if kids have just become less coordinated or if people nowadays have or if I just have less patience, but kids, it is so hard to balance, you know. One, coordinating the people holding the snake and then the cooperation of the snake at the same time. So um, we have compromised at at the end of our show where we just lay our snake out on two tables so that people can pet the snake and then exit, which has been super efficient for everyone. And then everyone gets to touch something because a lot of times those programs... No one get like, you know, you could pick as many people as you could, you could try. Not everyone's going to get to pet something. So we always love guaranteeing that everyone gets to pet uh, uh, an animal by the end of the show. So it's, it's great that our, our pythons are so tolerant and, oh, my gosh, just so amazing um, that they're able to, you know, um, you know, tolerate everyone petting them. But at the end of the show, the librarian goes, how are you doing? I go, good. I'm, I'm doing great. And she goes, first off, amazing show. Second off, do you know how many people showed up? She goes, no. She's like, we had 800 people pile in. And I go, are you serious? She goes, Colin, the fire marshal was about to kick us out, but then stopped and started watching your show. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, so he's like, so you, so he, it was the saving grace of like, Hey, before the, the fire marshal shut the whole thing down, he stopped and, and just watched the rest of your show and said, all right, you know, maybe if I'm here, it's fine, whatever fire is already here. But I guess there was people parked down the block had filled all the, all the, uh, the other retail stores, parking lots around. So I'm like, man, it is so cool just to see the enthusiasm for animals going to an area that I was only really expecting about a hundred and 200 people and 800 people just showed up out of nowhere on a, you know, two o'clock on a, on a Monday afternoon. So.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. I could, I relate in so many ways and I, yeah, I, you know, and I find, I don't know with you, I enjoy some of those rural towns.
1: I do. Mm -hmm.
0: I do. And a lot of times I find, In my experience, and I, dude, I've done so many rural, I've done like so many one horse towns. I mean, I have headlined one horse towns. I did a 54 date tour of just rural town USA, like in the middle of nowhere, like sagebrush across, like my name is on like this little marquee, this, I'm just ridiculous. Like, but I feel like the rural communities really appreciate the program. And Mm -hmm. for me, I found I've, after my shows, a lot of people will come up to me and say, man, I love the show. Like, you know, after seeing your snakes or after learning about them, like, you know, next time I'm not going to chop a snake's head off when I see it in my garden. Oh my
1: God, dude. I, if I could count the, the times that I've had someone come up and tell me that it, like I, I'd be rich. It is so crazy that there is, there is that, that, um, I don't know that stigma out there. Where it's like, if you see a snake chop its head off. Um, I remember going to a rural community, um, and we brought, uh, we were utilizing a, um, an albino bull snake at that oh, point. Oh, wow. And so, um, and we used that one. It was kind of a backup. One of our other snakes was in sheds. So we're like, yeah. you know, we'll bring the albino bull snake. It's a, re- it's a beautiful yellow and orange, you know, coloration of mm-hmm. snake. Um, so we'll just bring it. That was the highlight of the show. Because where they live, bull snakes are everywhere. And so they're like, we didn't know these animals came in different colors. This is so cool. And so for some, like everyone up, was just like, can I hold it? Can I touch it? Like, it was the craziest thing. The one animal I didn't think was going to be as big of an impact was absolutely mind blowing to this whole, uh, this was a 4th of July celebration that had. I think it's entire community was 50 people. Like it wow. was like, it was, it was ridiculous. But the fact that everyone there was just so, uh, interested and two, not knowing much about bull snakes. Yeah. Um, and so it was great that I got to educate them on something that they have lived with for their entire lives, generations. Um, and then to show them something absolutely new that they just never knew existed with that type of snake.
0: Yeah. So. Now, um, I don't know if you've done this or not, but I've really moved up my shows. I've, uh, mm-hmm. I've started to uh, appear at nursing home communities. <laughs> I've done that before. I'm, I was just they, kidding with that what? comment. I they was just, love. I
1: was laughing. Sure. I
0: was headlining the the retirement communities. Uh, sure. <laughs> they're, they're I think so in much Florida,
1: <laughs> I think in Florida they call them uh, in Florida they call them raisin farms. I think. Oh so. my god! <laughs> <laughs> is that two on the nose?
0: That is so funny. I'm dying. Oh, oh that's bad. Oh man. It's kinda of bad. See, I have my okay, so I have two grandma and grandpa jokes. I have a blue tongue skate okay. who doesn't have any teeth because his old owners they didn't take care okay. of him well. Sure. Uh, anyway, he lost all of his teeth. So we have to blend up his food kinda like you do with grandma and grandpa. Sure. Okay, you like right. that? You didn't laugh. Yeah, okay. I like that one. And then my other one is if a well, kid's are... I,
1: I think it's because I do all the corny jokes too. So Do you
0: do the grandma? Okay, what about when you touch if you touch the you know, like the silcadas have really dry
1: He was like grandma's skin? Yeah.
0: Grandma's skin, okay. That's okay. We're both on that. Yeah, I think
1: I think all reptile people kind of have similar jokes. So? Or it's like, hey, you know, the staring contest with the snake. You know, who, oh, who's going to win?
0: I've never used that one. What other jokes oh, do you use? I need to start doing oh, stuff. Man. I need to write down. Hold on.
1: Oh, let me think. What are some other ones that we use? There's been some that I've been told not to use. So oh, tell maybe me those. I'll tell you some of those afterwards. Oh,
0: why? No one's listening. Um, We're 55 minutes oh, in. No one's mm. listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 you learned well,
1: dude. <laughs> for all, for all of you that the, you that are listening to the podcast, I am uh, I am shaking my head intensely right now. So no,
0: <laughs> I so, just, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to pressure. I'm like one of those directors no, 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 on the no. set. Like, tell me, sure, uh, yeah. sure. We
1: we do actually, honestly, Corbin, we do love to incorporate a little bit of adult humor you into our shows. Um and you really have to because again, the parents are sitting there, and sometimes you'll you'll actually get a parent's attention when you do start. Um, you know, talking to everybody. Um, and that's one thing about being a good educator is that you need to learn how to talk to a room. You can't talk to individuals. You need to be able to talk to a room. So anytime I go into a show, um, I literally talk as if no one knows anything about animals because you have to start there uh-huh. and then you could gradually build your program moving. It is literally improvisation with educational facts.
0: How do you do you it? Do you start
1: off? Do you go in there no, and say, well, hi so-
0: everyone, I'm calling
1: Langer, f- f- go. Yeah. Langenderfer. I just said Mr. <laughs> Colin because I don't expect <laughs> little kids. To know I yet.
0: love it. Okay, go ahead. So,
1: um, but you know, you just start off with the super basic stuff, yep. and by the questions that you receive, you could start catering your knowledge level throughout that program to what they're what they're wanting to learn and what you think that they're able to understand. Um, and I think that, that is a definitely a note of a, of a very experienced animal educator, because again, keeping an attention for 60 minutes can be super, super difficult. So once you've gotten that down, um, I mean, you could, you could go the distance. So,
0: yeah. Oh man. I just, come on. I can't believe we're almost at an hour. I've just had such a fun oh my gosh. time talking to you. I feel like I'm living through you. It's really cool. Cause I don't really, I mean, I have. I have a couple friends who do this, but there's not a lot mm-hmm. of people like us who, who, sure. who who can relate. And so, yeah, um, I just have had such a fun time. Okay, can you tell me your most embarrassing moment on stage with an animal?
1: Oh man! Um, so I, I kind of I'll, I'll say one, um, and actually it has to do with my monkey tailed skink. Oh, oh okay. Um, and I think I actually talked about this on our live stream the other day because we covered uh, we covered monkey tailed skinks on our on our last Sunday's live stream. But uh, most embarrassing. Well, I can say for my partner, Mike, um, so it's great because you, you did your solar. Did you have, did you work with anybody when you did your, No, um, you I did mean, your shows?
0: Well, I mean, now mind you, I had like animal assistants, which were basically sure, sure. all my best friends. And now my wife wife's sure. into it. Now she's sure. into this life of being a clown traveling. Okay. A clown town. Right. Go
1: ahead. So, um, but, uh, so what the best absolute best part about what I do is I get to do this with one of my best friends in the world. How cool. Um, and so it is so, it is literally like a buddy comedy. We're just traveling, you know, just from place to place. We're making our, each other laugh and stuff like that and these shared experiences. Um, but Mike is notorious for leaving us wide out. And so it is just so <laughs> funny. I mean, there's countless amounts of stories. He's just one of those guys that just forgets about it, you know, it, you know, but, uh, but it's just so funny where he'll be up there and I'll be like, Mike. <clears throat> and be like, oh, yep, sorry. You know? um, but uh, so, yeah, so that's one of Mike's. And I know he'll be like, come on, come on. Um, but um, he'll be a little uh, embarrassed by that. But one of my, I guess, most embarrassing stories is actually a bite story. Um, and it wasn't a it wasn't a malicious bite. It wasn't a like an aggressive bite that people were like, oh, my gosh, like, um, you know, this guy just got bit on stage. But. So, monkey-tailed skinks—they um, can—they can either love you or they can hate you. Uh, and cucumber is one that is kind of like that. If you were like, "Hey, listen, I've got these these uh, these uh, razor teeth that are made to bite into leaves, and I'm not afraid to use them." Um, and so, um, Marty, on the other hand, is one that I've never had to worry about. So I had Marty out, and I've got him on my arm, and I'm showing, you know, the audience and stuff, and I am sweating. I—it is so hot. And he is tasting the sweat beads on my arm and he's just licking them off me. So it was kind of tickling me at first. And he goes, mm, This tastes kind of good. And so he just kind of gave me a little love bite. <laughs> and so I didn't feel it. It was, it was so, it was so minuscule that he just kind of gave me a little test. Um, and their teeth, if you've ever seen monkey tailed or monkey, yeah, monkey tailed skink uh, teeth, their teeth are so tiny. They're like little needle pricks. And so really, I mean, I'm surprised or I'm not surprised that I didn't feel it. And so um, I had one of those, you know, kids uh, midway through as I was talking. Oh, you're bleeding! And I go, <laughs>
0: oh.
1: and I'm like, oh no! I was like, um, yeah, because one, I thought it was him. Yeah. And I was like, oh gosh! And then I saw, then you know, I kind of noticed that I had like a little, little, like, a tiny bite mark on there. So it was just embarrassing the fact that you don't want to be the animal guy that that gets bit or you know draws blood during <laughs> during a, a presentation. Um, But you know what, though? Sometimes that happens. And I think the best way to respond to it, again, like I've been saying before, be as professional as you can. And I explained the whole situation. I said, hey, guys, I'm sweating. Apparently, I taste really good. And he wanted to see what my what my sweat tasted like. So, um, you know, we adjusted. Thankfully, Mike was there to pick up the presentation. So as I was dabbing myself off with an alcohol wipe, Mike was able to finish the that animal and then we just moved on. So um, but it it can be very embarrassing. I don't have you had any experiences like that where you've gotten or, you know, you've gotten bit or or scratched enough to to draw blood where people oh. are like, Oh my gosh, is this serious or... all
0: the time and I yeah. don't <laughs> and I don't even notice it. and then I'm like, look up yeah. and realize, oh wow, there's blood like going down my right. arm. right. I mean, right. But it's it's not you know, and obviously, and by the way, monkey tail skinks have some of the sharpest claws I've ever dealt with. so they will oh my gosh, tear you we out. do
1: trim, I do trim mine because again, I know oh. there are some people that don't like to trim nails on uh, stuff. Uh, I'm like, you know what? I use a lot of cork in their enclosures, so they uh, have no they have no problem, you know, uh, you know, repelling and different things into their to their cages. So but I in order for me to use them for for our educational programs, I do have to to cut and drummel their nails we, down because it's untolerable we've
0: never done that with erwin but i mean and that's why when i do animal nights live he's always behind me in his little on um, that yeah it, it is perch because it's like i hit the first show i held him and he was tearing oh. the oh my god my hands were just but uh, it's it's a
1: feeling it's a feeling that i would i would not wish on my worst enemy uh oh. and it's it's almost like having a raptor with four legs it really is. It's like having uh, yeah, it's like having it a bird too. of prey with four legs. But have you ever have had talons?
0: Have you ever yes? Have you, have you ever had like their nail get into your sensitive part of your fingernail dude, or right dude, here, right here? Dude. Where you're like ah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. I am a monkey tail sink dad. We we, we share we share this ex- shared experience God, this here, is man. Crazy. It's crazy. I. But yes, cut. I would I would highly recommend just cutting their nails because one, it, dude, they're they're literally reptilian slots like most people like don't understand like they really are they're just so they're i love i love this expression for them cuz it fits them perfectly but they are derpy little creatures they are just the most happy they always look like they're smiling i dude i highly enjoy my monkey tailed skinks and what makes me enjoy them much more is cutting their nails before so then <laughs> i i i highly suggest i highly suggest cutting their nails
0: oh my god so funny i i love my monkey tailed skinks and they have personalities and i agree they I guess, I mean, Irwin can move fast, but I guess they are kind of sloth-like. I remember I built yeah. him this beautiful outdoor exhibit. Like, I'm talking, like, hand... I mean, because we build all of our, you know, yeah. exhibits custom, and it was outside, had all, it was six feet tall, and had all these trees and branches, and he hated it. He didn't even, like, he'd never explored it. He, like, pouted in the corner. Anyway, so it's funny, so I just had to... I keep him indoors now. But I would say... When it goes down to the most embarrassing, it wouldn't even be with an animal, but one time I was I was doing this show in front of like 5 or 600 kindergartners for a STEM event, uh, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Yep. And We have
1: the, that's a huge thing out here.
0: Oh yeah, and it was great. And it was like my first show and I was doing back-to-back shows and I had my iguana and I bit down and my whole entire pant leg just split open. All the way up where my crotch was, everything, like my whole (laughs) pant leg.
1: And this was the first,
0: this is the first animal of like a 45-minute show, and I had two more, or I had another back-to-back. Oh, Corbin, I'm so sorry. Dude, thank God. I mean, I always wore underwear, but if I was not, (laughs) if I was one of those commando, the kids would have seen a different snake. So I...
1: If you didn't wear if you didn't wear underwear, you'd be the Joe Exotic of the oh, educational world, man. My, Oh my, dude, gosh! And so my wife, seriously, and they were like,
0: "Well, what do we do?" And it was one of those <laughs> like pants you wear. No, so my wife literally had to run to a to a store. We had to put the show on hold. All the kids are waiting there. They first tried oh, paper clips, so a bunch <gasps> of um, not paper clips, those clothes pins. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. So they went all the way up my pant leg, right? So oh, went all the God. way up my plant leg. But then when I moved again, I'm a really active, like, I don't, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I run around and I'm just like, I'm nuts on sure. stage. And anyway, they, the pants split open again. The <gasps> kids are dying oh. laughing. The teachers are like, oh my God, why did they, who how did they hire this man? And so we finally had to get new pants, but that was the most embarrassing story.
1: So Corbin, I don't, I didn't know you were going to go to that that style of, of, uh, of embarrassing story. But if we're going to go there, oh, I've got, I've got, I've got a better one than what I said before. Okay. Being on the road, it is strategic. And I think teachers, teachers that have very tight, uh, uh, uh class schedules, like high school teachers and whatnot that have periods of classes, they know when it's time, like which, which cr- uh, uh, crossing period uh, or whatever that they need to use, utilize the bathroom. Okay, right. <laughs> and so, if you've done sometimes, Corbin, sometimes we'll do back-to-back shows. Like, well, we are on the road; we're traveling from house to house to house to house to house with a very minimal, um, you know, uh, wiggle room in between travel times. <laughs> and we'll do up to six to seven shows in a day or more. I mean, sometimes we'll do you know t- t- ten to twelve. So this was um, this was last. Last year of all things, and thankfully Mike Mike was there and this is actually for one of his uh, mother's family friends. It was you know, yeah. so it's it's one of those shows where you're like, All right, cool, it's not it's not so uh it's a little bit more relaxed and things and he had his nieces there, so you know, it was kind of fun for us to do this kind of show and uh, I love getting able to do family shows and stuff like that. But um, we had just come from like, you know, an hour and a half away or something crazy, and on the way over my stomach starts to gurgle and I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> and rule corbin rule number one and i'm sure you understand this is never go number two at a client's house (laughs) corbin i we loaded the animals in and i go mike give me the keys mike give me the keys i'm gonna have to drive to a public place and go by the time i got in the car My my bowels were saying no, you don't have any more time. This is happening now. So I run back in the house. I go, bathroom. I don't even say I don't even say like where's the bathroom? Excuse me, miss. I go, bathroom. And she points down the, you know, down, you know, down the stairs in the living room, right where we're doing the show, Corbin. (laughs) And needless to say. It stunk so bad that before I was before I was fi- finished, I had could hear the kids and the family members going like, "Oh my god." Like, not and I was like, "Oh. Oh no." It was just oh, it, oh yeah. That was probably one of the most embarrassing one of the most embarrassing stories and again, this is a uh, this is probably the first time I have ever, oh ever said this on a live broadcast. Oh so. my god. Col- Only have- for you, the exclusive content here for you, Corbin.
0: Dude, I have never laughed so hard. I'm a hundred and over 20 episodes in three seasons. And I have interviewed all walks of life. And that is the funniest story I've ever heard. Animals to the max. My God. Did you blame this, it on the, here's animals?
1: here's a. uh, Oh no. They, they a hundred percent knew. What like, did cause you... again, cause I walked out, I walked out. Oh, it was shoot. me. Oh no. It was the living room bathroom. It was the living room bathroom. Oh. So I walked out and it was, everyone was the there the show. Oh shoot. Dude, shoot. Sitting around the couch. Oh, my
0: God. What do you say? I mean, do you do you just say like, hey, guys, like, don't try mama's (laughs) mac and cheese? Ha ha.
1: Like, no, I think. No, the one thing the the grandfather said, can you please shut the door? Oh, my God. (laughs)
0: You guys, I, oh my God. Oh, I would have said like, okay, okay. This is me just thinking a situation. Everyone's in, I would like, Hey guys, I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure I didn't do that in the living room.
1: Sure. Sure. Man. I think we all just laughed it off and it was just like a spoken thing. Like, Hey, we're just going to have to hold our breath here for the next 20, 30 minutes. So oh, but yeah, that, it was a, uh,
0: Oh my God. That's dude. That. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was it was embarrassing, but also a story that I will never forget. It's so funny!
0: Oh my god, dude, that is now, hilarious. Now, he,
1: here is a here is a uh, um, uh, a show topic, or even something too. Maybe you can have um, individual uh, interviews for stuff. But I've always found it intriguing to do a an, an animal educators confessional, where um, oh. they tell you some of the most like kind of embarrassing stories or some of the funniest stuff that's ever happened. I've honestly dude, I've got a handful right off on, <gasps> up off the top of my head okay. I, that I can think of, of just really funny instances that happen. Um, like another, uh, I'll say just a quick one, not in my experience, but there's an educator who did my birthday party when I was, when I was growing uh-huh. up. Uh, uh-huh. his name is Dave Dinasso. He's got, um, probably one of the largest, uh, uh, reptile shows in chicago honestly probably in the midwest they do th- like i think last year they did over 1500 shows uh-huh. um it wow. was insane just in the chicagoland area but he uh he actually did uh, an interview and we've had a conversation before where, where he stated this but he used to use a possum a virginia possum uh-huh. in his show and the thing had had died on, oh on no the, it, 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 oh, shoot corbin corbin he used that animal in the presentation <laughs> He said it's playing possum. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. People, I'm going to have to censor this. I'm going to get an email. Someone's going to be like, I love a possum. <laughs>
1: Dude, it's yeah died. and he, and he's not afraid to say it i think oh that's just God. something where he wouldn't he now corbin he i guess he he said he wouldn't have used the possum unless the kids kids sometimes the kids don't know what animals are coming to his show yeah and we don't like to give an exact list of stuff that's going because if they're like <laughs> yes. hey we want to see this you kind of have to produce that you know and they knew that the possum was going to be there so he's like oh crap what i got to pull something out <laughs> right possum is there. Dude, he had the kids petting the possum. <laughs> <Like>, oh my <laughs> god, it's
0: awful! Oh Holy... man, oh,
1: it's like a uh, a dumb and dumber with the bird.
0: Oh my god, dude, I am dying. Ugh. I did not. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude. So
1: again, there are just little things like that that it you know again it's it was an unfortunate situation, but you sometimes you got to produce, man. It's, it's 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 some funny stuff like that. So think... again. I I think a podcast.
0: I have to tell you, I I just remembered a super embarrassing story. I've never, this is no, I think this could almost be, I don't know if it tops your poop in the living room story.
1: Hey, I don't, Hey, we're not about topping man. This is just about good times.
0: So these are from my friends from Chicago. The, Mm -hmm. the, these are the guys who took me to Illuminati's right. So Mm -hmm. long story short, I'm on the road and this is like back in the day of like the animal tour days. This was back before cell phones and like, this is back before we even had a GPS. Like I, my map quests, like were like paper directions. Long story short, me and my friend had my animal assistant with me. We're lost in Chicago. We literally are like driving into the city. We can't find anywhere to stay. So I call one of my friends from back in the day, and we actually went to a zoo camp together back in the day. And mm-hmm. I knew she was from Chicago. That's how we met. We was kept in contact. I said, Hey, I've never met your parents, but. We don't have the animals and I, we have nowhere to stay. Like, do you think that right, we could right. stay with your parents? And she's like, of course, like they're the nicest people. I have never met these people ever. They sure. open up their home. They live on a golf course, beautiful golf course. I mean, cool. beautiful, right? We're that's loading awesome. the animals in and I'm meeting them. They're the nicest people. They're dressed to the nines, but they're just, and they're letting all these animals, like they let the iguana sleep in one of their spare bedrooms. The, oh,
1: that's awesome.
0: They're awesome. The snapping turtle was like in the tub and anyway, I'm upstairs, and I think everyone's still unloading stuff, right? And I pick up Tinkerbell, the sulcata tortoise, and I accidentally let out probably the largest fart of <laughs> my life. Like the largest, like I'm, dude, the largest, like, I'm talking not a silent one, like the largest oh. fart of my life. It, it sounded like a Grand Canyon fart, and I turn around, and her mother, Sue, is right behind me. And I literally was like, dude, I'm, I'm getting embarrassed right now thinking about it. And I had just met this woman and we were just about to go out to dinner. And I literally, so I looked over and Sue is looking oh. at me and I'm just like, I don't say anything. And I just oh, continue no. with my business. We have never talked about it to this day.
1: Dude. So you did, so you did like a, you did like a, a grandma fart. Cause I, no, I always say my fart. grandma never acknowledges a fart. Which is, she's just one of the. I think it's just like an this, old person thing that just like they just don't acknowledge it. Dude,
0: this fart would have blew grandma away. This was oh, like god. dude, it was I and I just met this person. She was letting me stay in her beautiful home. I was picking up oh, this tortoises no. and I was bit over. So it was like ready for <laughs> explosion. And behind me is Sue. And I'm just like, Oh my oh, god. I looked over and I and I I have not talked about it and I don't even think I told my friend this story. I should. T- oh God. Dude, what do you do? And we had to like sit across from each other for dinner oh, and she's no. probably looking at me like, oh, minute, no. I don't think I would have like anything gassy for, I mean like, I just sure, like, sure. dude, most embarrassing. It's, it
1: happens, man. It happens. And that's, I mean, it sucks, but also too, you just got to play it. You got to play it off. I can see
0: this. I can still see the look in her eye. She was so startled and I don't think it was because I don't know <laughs> she thought it was from Tinkerbell, but it was like, oh. obviously for me.
1: You should have definitely blamed it on, on, the, uh, on the tortoise.
0: She probably thought I crapped my pants. I don't know. I'm just probably. So, oh my God. I'm so sorry, Sue, if you're listening. I'm so sorry I farted in your beautiful home in Chicago. <laughs> okay. This has been such a fun interview, dude. I We are well over an hour. Thank you so much. Okay. I'd love to have you come back on the show and Absolutely. tell us more stories from the road. Colin, once again, your organization is called Crosstown Exotics. You're on social media, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. You can find us on the Facebooks, Instagrams, TikToks. I know you found uh, your new your new audience on TikTok. Um, which coincidentally, uh, I've got this pretty much the same TikTok up there where my alligator snapping turtle is biting a water bottle. What
0: did it get? Um, How many views do you have?
1: Oh, like a hundred. You stole all the views, man. The
0: hundred views. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. No,
1: I think I think it got a couple hundred or something. Oh, that's awesome. No, man. I, it's it I, when I actually. Um, uh, uh, before I even knew you, you announced that you're on TikTok. that came up on my for you page. Oh really? And I was like, that's Corbin. Oh, cool. Awesome.
0: Dude. I, you know what? I've been doing this. It went viral. It went viral. It went viral in the name of my dad. You know what? And I've never, he can't pronounce his R's right. So he's like, it went viral. And I said, yes, dad, it went viral. Um, but I'll tell you what, I, I've been doing this 18 years. None of my stuff has ever gone viral. So I was like, it is about darn time. I was so happy. You know I was
1: like, thank Congratulations. God. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. And
0: happy just hit another 1 million views. And it is the most boring. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, it's the most boring video in the world of him taking a chicken wing from my hands. And he's so gentle. Right? And people are like, this is amazing.
1: Like, right. So, um, that's yeah, hilarious, man yeah um now so I will say so uh, I did touch on on this uh this new um this virtual thing that we're yes. doing uh, oh, yes, on yes. Saturday yes. Yep. um and so that is called crittercon live um, now this is for educators and I um, we've got a moderator his name is Joe he's from port city pets okay. um, he's got his own podcast um, called from the ground up which is okay. basically uh, a reptile podcast but they talk about all different types of it they talk about uh-huh. the educational industry the breeding industry and stuff but Joe is like, hey, you know, I've got a good outreach. Let me see if I can put together um, some cool sponsors and stuff, and uh, we'll see if we can get you guys a really cool show. So uh, snake or uh, snake discovery. So Emily and uh, her husband Ed, who is a huge following. I think they've got close to two million followers on on uh, on YouTube. And all, dude, all they do is talk about snakes, man. They're, oh, I know I, I highly
0: suggest. I, yep. I know. Oh, oh you, uh, YouTube. Super sweet gal. Very good. Yeah, super
1: know. sweet. Yep. Uh, Emily is amazing. I've, I've got to meet her and Ed uh, um, a bunch of times. Yep. Um, Brandon Fowler from Roaming Reptiles, uh-huh. uh, formerly based out of uh, Bakersfield, California, now uh, relocated to Wisconsin. And then uh, Cole Black exotics which is uh, another chicagoland based reptile company Um, it's a family uh, run and owned company and uh, they do all their educational stuff uh, husband (laughs) wife and even their children get their children get involved so uh, they're it's an it's amazing group of people uh, 20 minute presentations with a 5 to 10 minute q a Um, if you go on our facebook page uh, there's a link in the description of our uh, uh, of the post Uh, there's an Eventbrite. it's like five bucks um, to go on and uh, you'll get to see a handful of just amazing animal educators
0: that's awesome and when is that
1: that is Saturday May 2nd so at five o'clock um, and that's so that's the Saturday at uh, at five o'clock
0: will you guys be doing any other ones because this one will not air before
1: then that's fine Okay. Uh, so every Sunday, no, no worries. Um, so um, every Sunday until the end of quarantine, and maybe even moving forward, depending on if we have time. But um, every Sunday, uh, Crosson Exotic, So my partner and I, we do a one o'clock live stream um, on uh, on Sundays at one o'clock, and so we do just a lineup of all different animals. Um, we've gotten pretty decent turnouts. We've got probably anywhere between five to or five hundred to a thousand people Great. tune in at once um and, you know a great turnout you know we try to answer everyone's questions um and they've been going for about 60 minutes but because of all these questions we've actually been going to like an hour to an hour and a half wow um, because of all the interest so um it's been it's been quite a fun uh quite a fun opportunity to to do these virtual stuff and hopefully sooner than later we'll be back on the road doing some in person stuff so
0: absolutely dude i feel like i've known you you've been a buddy for years and we're just like catching up over I don't know. I
1: feel like we're going to be MySpace friends after this. I think so.
0: god i need to delete my page after my... yes by the way please follow colin on myspace right right
1: they have a huge fault oh man i might have some like embarrassing like you know teenage photos and that's i don't
0: know oh my god so funny well i will include the links in the show notes thank you so much and if i ever make it to chicago i know i won't be staying at sue's house anymore so maybe dude be you crying. could be at my
1: dude my parents or i call my parents my roommates so me and my roommates will, will certainly allow you to stay over.
0: That sounds awesome. Hey, thank you so much, man. Take care. All right. You too, man. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and family. Also, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. It really helps me out. As always, if you have any guest suggestions, if you want to email me personally, head on over to CorbinMaxie.com. And if you haven't already, check out our social channels. You can follow me at Maxi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.